0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. If you love a good crime story, you know the bad guy usually ends up in jail.
1: But what if the bad guy was redeemed and given hope for a great future in Jesus Christ? Today we interview Lee Habib, who has produced a movie, The
0: Streets Were My Father. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome to Pray in Jesus' Name News, PIJN News. I'm Dr. Chaps, and on this show, you know we like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Today, we have a little bit of light entertainment. There is a film that has been been produced, uh, uh, high quality, high education, and spiritually uplifting. It's called, The Streets Were My Father. We're gonna show a little clip of that, but I wanna welcome the filmmaker, Lee Habib, is joining us. And it's a story about redemption of people who are in trouble. Uh, Lee, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks so much for allowing us to talk about this film on your show. Well, I'm excited to see it. I've only uh, been introduced to the trailer. We're going to show that in a minute. But uh, how did you get into filmmaking and what is this story about? Sure. We
2: have a nationally syndicated show that's heard on secular stations around the country. Big iHeart stations, big Cumulus stations. And the question we wanted to resolve is how do we talk to people who are unchurched? about the power of Jesus to change a life and we thought better to have someone else tell the story through a testimony than for us to teach or preach and it's worked beautifully we're now in over 330 stations around the country and when we told these guys stories over the air we had remarkable response and that gave us the idea to have this be our first feature film.
1: So the feature film is called The Streets Were My Father. Is there a main character? Is it fictional or is it based on somebody's real story? It's three guys and it's them. We didn't have actors play them. There's
2: no script. If you've ever watched ESPN 30 for 30, where they feature an athlete's story with the camera right on that athlete, usually a fall from grace and then some redemption, but rarely spiritual. We just followed that technique. But we had the God element because in all three of these men, jesus saves them from the self-made prison
1: that they created but that fatherlessness happened to facilitate well i'm excited about that we're going to show the trailer now set this up for us sure you're going to watch a little bit of each of these three guys talk about
2: their lives and what led them to prison all right let's go ahead
1: and roll that clip
3: i remember getting into a shootout with somebody shortly afterwards They came back, and I got shot. Now, the only time that he interacted with me was when he was drunk. He would set me on his lap, and he'd rub my head and tell me, Daddy love you. That was it. That's all he said. But you be careful out there. Don't be doing no wrong. I had done wrong already. I had done wrong. Man, I miss my father, and I want him to be here with me but he's not. What attracted me to the gang was actually just the unity. We all had something in common. A lot of us were miserable. We had uh, no fathers in our lives. I joined this little gang at the time, you know, and so they they start treating me like I was their brother. This is how I began the life of crime. You know, it just kind of spiraled out of control until a lot of violence taking place with me doing drive-by shootings and, And I wanted to take, I wanted revenge, you know, for so much. It was like just a pot of so much boiling and brewing, and I wanted to get revenge. I just continued down that path. And you know, um, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about reaping what you sow. And so it was just a matter of time before I was going to reap what I sowed. I just asked God to go with me and to, you know, watch over me. I wanted, I desired to have a father who who, who, who would tell me that what I did was wrong.
1: So there you saw the intro to the father.com is the website. You can also buy this at salemnow.com. Again, salemnow.com. Are you affiliated with Salem Networks? Why that website?
2: Yes, I'm a vice president of content there and I supervise their national content, but I also run this nonprofit uh, syndicated storytelling network. And uh, so Salem was good enough to partner with us and promote this film.
1: Well, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And remind me, what, we, what did we just see? What are the names of some of these guys and, and how, does it, how does the story develop? Sure. There are three guys. One is Carlos Cologne, no father, and a mother who was
2: quite promiscuous and did drugs. So by the time he's in first grade, the streets were his father. He literally says those words: "The streets were my father." That's where we got the title. Leslie Williams had a father, but he drank all the time and was abusive and was rarely around. As he had said it, "Ah, it might have been better if I didn't have a father than to have the father who drank all the time and was abusive. And the last. Uh, Lois is, uh, is a really interesting guy. He had a father, but his father was in a gang. His father got murdered by other gang members. Wow. And those are the three guys in their stories.
1: So so they've been there, they've been through that. It reminds me sort of of The Wire, which is set in Baltimore, but uh, it, you know, th- these guys grew up on the streets of Chicago or, or other places. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'll ask Lee Habib how Chuck Colson became involved. Of course, he ran Prison Fellowship after this.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think?
3: Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind in Jesus Names Ministry. Dr. Chaps here but this great ministry needs your support and you could you should donate to it you can also use your promo code pray news and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts a lot of those proceeds are coming right back I'm going to put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show
1: well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement, and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember, everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS. You get a big discount, and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support.
3: They get a lot of help. Not a little bit, a lot of help.
1: <laughs> we need all we can get. For Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you get premium my pillows regularly $69.98. Now just $29.98, and that's the lowest price in history.
2: I used to think that sheets were just sheets.
0: I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had
1: my pillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep i'm able to go to bed and just get rest that's three inches of wonderful that's in the my pillow mattress topper it's just like a firm cloud
0: when i got my pillow i'm asleep almost immediately i stay asleep at night and i wake up more well rested in the morning
3: go to mypillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products for example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly sixty nine ninety eight now just twenty nine ninety eight the lowest price ever.
0: Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr.
1: Chaps. You've seen the trailer now for the streets where my father. It's a film. It's it's uh, you know got an exciting, inspirational message, uh, but it's hardcore. There, there's some you know, rough and tumble characters who found redemption and hope in Jesus Christ totally changed their life. And Lee Habib has made a film about this. Lee, uh, how were you inspired by Chuck Colson and Prison Fellowship?
2: Well, it's interesting. I've always admired Chuck's story. It had a lot to do with my own faith story and my own conversion. And what's interesting here is that the man who pretty much ran the prison ministry program that saved the three gentlemen you'll meet in this film, was saved by Chuck Colson himself. In fact, he's one of the first people that Chuck Colson ever witnessed to. His name is Manny Mill. He runs a a ministry, prison ministry in Chicago called Cornelia House, and he's the guy who saved these three guys and dozens and dozens more. So the work of Chuck led to the work of many which led to these men being saved and two of these guys now run prison ministry programs in addition to the work that they do during the day and they're of the business of saving lives and this is the power of jesus is this discipleship one becomes four becomes a hundred it's a beautiful thing
1: well You know, if we know the the history of Chuck Colson himself, he was imprisoned because of the Watergate scandal and other things, you know, fraud and corruption sort of story. But when he found Jesus Christ, his life began to blossom in ways unexpected even to him. Um, You know, he ended up ministering the gospel of redemption and forgiveness to other prisoners, and that's how now he has a chapter, I think, in every prison in North America where you know, inmates get together and study the Bible together and they disciple each other in the way of the cross. Uh, tell us how about your personal testimony.
2: Sure, I, I, I had sort of known of Jesus. Uh, my mother and grandmother were daily mass Catholics, but I just sort of knew who he was, but I had no relationship with him. And I was sort of pursuing my own life. I got married, was still pursuing my own ways. I thought I was living a decent and good life. Indeed, I think I was in many ways but i just didn't know him and when we were about to have a child my wife who is a a christian said hey you know maybe you need to have an answer for your daughter if she asks us if jesus is real this was a real shock to me because my wife was right i needed to have an answer for her i needed to have an answer for me so through my daughter i started to go on to the search I did sort of the apologetics thing, but I'm an intellectual, and that wasn't the way Jesus was gonna do it. It was the testimony, it was the fruit. When I saw what Chuck Colson was doing, and a few other men, nothing else could explain the beauty of the things I saw in prisons and in people's lives, the radical change, but Jesus. Nothing else could have explained it. And so it's remarkable how the testimonies of other human beings actually witnessed to me Uh, led me to
1: the Lord. Well, that's that's scriptural right there. This is how we overcome, as it says, I think in Revelation, uh, they overcame the devil or the antichrist by the blood of the lamb or what Jesus did for us on the cross by the word of their testimony, telling stories about how Jesus changed their lives and, they love not their own lives unto death. The sacrificial love that we show for our neighbor, those are embodied in some of the stories you're telling. Uh, give us a couple more stories out of the movie. Sure, there, there are two that are so powerful. Towards the end of
2: the movie, we learn that Carlos Cologne, whose mother was just, well, she had a lot of bad uh, influences in her life. She didn't know the Lord. And so she saw a lot of men pursue drugs. Carlos left to the streets, becomes a gang member. As he said, you know, when you get into a gang, you inherit all the beefs of that gang, and you don't even know why you hate the people you hate or why they hate you. Well, his best friend gets murdered by a rival gang. He seeks revenge and murders the guy who murders his friend. He gets caught 11 months after being on the lam, and he does a 20-year stint. But 10 years in, he can't take his life anymore. He comes to the Lord, but he has one thing on his mind. He wants, ultimately, to have the father of the boy he murdered, forgive him, or at least accept his apology. And we actually have the scene where he meets the father of the boy he murdered and the father himself had had a conversion experience. And of course, in one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen, the father prays over the man who killed his son, tells him he loves him, and then says that you're my son now, I'm your father. And it's it's everything we, we know that can happen when we when we give give ourselves to the Lord but we're obedient when it comes to forgiveness and the power of forgiveness is just remarkable
1: i'm your son now or i'm i'm your father now you're my son that that's just uh... Mind-blowing! In the world's way of thinking, that could never happen. You know, these people should hate each other for life. But with the power of forgiveness and the example that Jesus gave for us when He died on the cross, and when He comes into our hearts as as uh, you know, the Holy Spirit reawakens His renewal principles in us. Here's a a hardcore killer uh, who is softened in his heart, asks forgiveness, and then a a, a grieved father who has obviously got a lot of pain in his own personal suffering and extends that forgiveness and, and practically adopts the murderer. And, and they love each other, that's, that's mind-blowing.
2: Yeah, in fact, Carlos, after we show that scene, Carlos says, looking straight in the camera, and we do all this filming in a kitchen, because that's where life happens, in our kitchens. And he said, he forgave me. He goes, there's nothing the Lord can't do. That had been my prayer for 10 years. I mean, I knew the Lord forgave me. I got that. But I wanted the people who I'd harmed, the families I'd harmed. And he goes, and they're my family now. We're close. It's beautiful. And it's supernatural, right? Nothing else can explain that. It's, it's almost illogical. And this is the beauty of it, right? It, it, this is the attraction of it. That It almost defies logic and it goes to some deeper place that we're all looking and longing for.
1: I think you're right. You have another story, but I wanna give you more time. Let's take a short break and uh, another big story from the movie, The Streets Were My Father. You should get this now, it's available immediately if you go to salemnow.com. We'll be back with Lee Habib after this.
3: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News.
1: You've watched our program you know that we stand with israel as god's chosen people we need you to sign a petition today why because did you know that even as iran is now developing 800 mile range cruise missiles could be nuclear tipped very soon that our u.s congress has now three brand new freshman congresswomen we call them the three anti-semitic musketeers ocasio cortez and two muslims talib and omar and they are influencing Nancy Pelosi to have the most anti-Semitic Congress in years. We need to stand with our friends in Israel and that's why we're asking you to sign a petition. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Don't divide Jerusalem, stand with Israel and stand up to the United Nations. We will fax it to the Congress, but you need to sign today. Take a stand, visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign our petition today. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to a 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give a $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. org is our website or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Lee Habib, who is a filmmaker. Uh, Lee, who else is in the movie? Any, any big uh, uh, actor credits? Or you say they're all real people telling their real stories. Yeah, we've decided that actors, stars, these guys are the stars.
2: These three men who got saved are the only people you hear from. In fact, Manny Mill didn't even want to be in the film because that was Jesus, not me. So we give a a tribute to him at the end and, of course, a tribute to Chuck Colson because none of this could have happened without him. But I think both of them, were. I know that Chuck would have loved the idea that the film was entirely about these three men and especially the part about the, the sin, right? I mean, and the hopelessness. Because if you don't lay down the predicate of what led to these guys being in jail, the pain and the void of not having a father. Hey, look, we know that the, the greatest Marxist and atheist of all time, when you look at Freud and you look at Marx or even Christopher Hitchens, there were real father problems. And if Satan had a plan and he wanted to harm mankind in the, in the most efficient way possible, he'd want to sever the bond between a father and their children period. And in America, 40% of kids grow up without a father. And it's not just an African American problem. It's an Hispanic problem. It's a white problem. 40% of our children don't have a father in the home. And it accounts for crime, sexual abuse, teen pregnancy. And we're the answer. The church, our love, and our forgiveness. if we love just one guy coming out of that prison, one boy in our neighborhood who doesn't have a father, and bring him to the Lord. Well, we change that one life and the kids of that kid and the kids of the kids of that kid forever. We break intergenerational sin too. Carlos Colon's father didn't have a father and his father didn't have a father. And he's so proud now to be the father of his son. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Isn't that amazing? And, and fatherlessness is a crisis that leads to incarceration in many cases. Uh, but when God becomes your father, when, when we receive in our hearts the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and God becomes our father, and we become a child of God, uh, everything turns around. And, and instead of being imprisoned, we become set free, we're we're liberated. You said you had one more story. There were two great stories you wanted to tell. What's the other one?
2: Leslie Williams, he's an African-American guy, got into a gang called the Black Peace Stones. And if you know anything about Chicago, this is the biggest, baddest local gang in Chicago for about 30 years. He was was in the system from the time he was 17 till he was 30. And he, he ultimately gets saved. a head of the head of the latin kings who almost had his head cut off he described how there was a scar across his neck and he was told to go to church that day by a good friend who he both respected and feared heard this guy's testimony and said if god can save him he can save me enough of my life and at the very end of the film, he talks about the fact that once he knew Jesus as the Father, he knew that Jesus was the Father he never had and who he'd always longed for. And he sort of breaks down and cries, but they're tears of joy. And that's how the film ends on this beautiful and hopeful note that if the Lord can save these guys and the prison cells that they've created through their circumstance, it can save a guy who's stuck in a nice big fancy office, but he works so hard that he never sees his wife, never sees his kids. He loses the things he loves and he's created a prison cell of his own. And it just looks different than Leslie's, but we all can create prison cells and Jesus liberates us from those prisons.
1: So not just uh, in Chicago, but in Los Angeles, you say the Latin Kings, uh, uh, in in other places where, you know, you see the drug scene, the the murder scene, the things that make up American gangster life. Uh, I'm the last person to know about this. I should really watch the film to learn about it firsthand. Um, Say that that man's name again, who was the, the,
2: the Leslie who- Williams is his name. Mm-hmm. By the, all three of these guys were in some, one was in a small gang, but the other guys were in substantial gangs. Because once you're in a gang, you don't want to be in the little gang, because the little gang gets beaten up by the big gang. And, and it's just warfare. And, and they all said the same thing. These gangs were filled with boys without fathers. 85% of young men in, in juvenile detention have no fathers. 85%. Yeah. It's an epidemic actually, it's more than a, it's almost a disease and we know this as Christians that cut a boy off and a girl off from their father and you will there will be problems and, and my goodness, we have the data to prove that now, we have the data.
1: Yeah, and personally they're looking for a sense of belonging, right? They didn't belong in their family, their father's absent, they didn't feel the sense of love that a traditional household unit could provide to a child and they grew up looking for friends and looking for belonging and looking for meaning and trying to make a difference. And they see an opportunity for money. Sometimes they jump into crime uh, and then they end up in, in juvie. Uh, and even worse as adults, if they're you know convicted of serious crime, they end up in prison. Um, I'm so ex- encouraged, Lee. I'm, I'm thankful to you and Salem for producing this, for putting it together. There are so many other stories and other testimonies on your podcast, and, and this is this film is just an outgrowth of that. But how can people listen to your other content?
2: Sure, they can go to OurAmericanStories.com, and they're just gonna uh, they'll, they'll fall in love with the way we tell stories. And we also love on people who are not Christians yet. We love on almost everybody we tell stories about because love is the way. And we try and find common ground with people who may not know us, but they come into contact with us. And then the next thing you know, they're bumping into our Reverend Martin Luther King Day, which we do on the night before he's assassinated, where we feature his last sermon. And he gave it in a church, and he was the son of a pastor. And people think he's Dr. King, but he was Reverend King. And the cross has been at the heart of American social change, the good kind, God's justice, in the abolition movement. We can can never forget who led the abolition movement in this great country, and it was Christians. And who is at the forefront of making sure that segregation would end? It was Christians. And it's Christians who led the prison reform movement in this country. It's Christians who are doing prison ministry. So we wanna get the good news out to the secular world that we are the light and we love everybody.
1: So that's ouramericanstories.com. Stories is plural, right? We're trying to get the website. Uh, d- our producers Correct. are working madly behind the scenes. I want to subscribe to this. I, I don't know, uh, you know, podcasts are not a big thing in my life, but this is something that I could easily carry around on my phone. And Salem is doing a lot of other s- things like that. We are Salem partners, actually. We're in uh, um, um, oneplace.com. You can listen to our podcast essentially, which is like uh, 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 an audio version of this TV show through Salem. And and I wanna find your podcast when I go to ouramericanstories.com. Lee, we have just a minute left. Um, I'm gonna give you the last word, but are are you inspired to maybe lead our audience in a word of prayer? Sure, I, I
2: would, and it would be for every person who's incarcerated, and not just in prisons, but anywhere else. And I would just say, Lord, uh, please, if, if you could work, inspire us, uh, your followers, to take that extra step, Lord, to, to make that extra contact, Lord, to awaken in all of us that spirit of the light and to love a stranger, Lord, to love the least of these, to love those who weren't loved properly, Lord, by other human beings or by their parents. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I pray.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, our guest has been Lee Habib, our ouramericanstories.com to get his webcast or his uh, podcast. But more importantly, we want you to watch the movie, The Streets Were My Father, the movie is available now if you go to thestreetsweremyfather.com or I think there's actually a shortcut if you just go to salemnow.com. Uh, Lee, I wanna say thank you, and maybe we'll see you at NRB. We're getting ready to go there. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit, or maybe you can call us with your best donation at 866-ObeyGod. Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. If you can't donate, that's okay. Just call for prayer. We would love to pray with you at 866-ObeyGod. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.